0: So I had a friend reached out the other day and she sent me a video message and she said, I have an idea for a business. It's an app and this is what it does. What do you think and do you want to be a part of it? So today we're going to talk about how to test your business idea because for some reason, this friend is not the only person who reached out to me. People reach out to me constantly and they say, I have an app idea, I have a business idea. Do you want to get involved? Let's talk about how to test it.
1: You're about to be introduced to a group of fly-under-the-radar marketers who you've probably never heard of, living life on their own terms, working from anywhere in the world. While others live to work, we work to live. We reject the status quo, the cubicle, and the morning rush hour. We don't allow a boss to tell us how to live our lives. Instead of waiting until we're old and gray, we're spreading our retirements out over the next 60 years to enjoy the prime years of our lives. We can work from anywhere with a laptop and an internet connection. We do things differently. We work smart instead of hard. We don't trade time for money. We trade results and impact. If you would ask your parents or a college advisor if what we're doing is possible, they'd shake their heads. Yet, we're, we're doing, doing it every day from cafes from the on the beaches, beaches of, of Bali, Bali, mountain chalets in the mountains of Colorado, and jungle apartments in Colombia. And we're making more money than would ever make in a full-time job. This podcast is about one question. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from, where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. Here's Christian. People reach out to me and they say, is this
0: a good idea? Which I know if you've never been in business before, you might not understand how ridiculous that question is. But the idea that I would know if your business is a good idea or not is just silly, because I don't know anything about your market. Now, here's the first misconception that I see. People think that an app is a business. An app is not a business. An app is a tool for distribution. It means it's a tool that you can use in a business to get a solution out to your market to solve their problem. So in that sentence, it's implicit that a business is a series of systems that provides a solution to a painful problem. So the first thing we have to understand is a business starts with identifying a problem, properly identifying a problem. Not a problem that you have in your head, not a problem that you think would be cool to solve, but a problem that people out there right in the market, right now in the market would actually pay to have solved. So this friend came to me, and I'll just tell you what her idea was, more or less. And if she's listening to this, hopefully this will clear up what to do for the next steps. So, there's this app out there called ClassPass and ClassPass is a huge team, it's a big app now. It does millions and millions of dollars in revenue and ClassPass is kind of like a composite directory for fitness classes. So you can buy a monthly membership to ClassPass and you'll be able to go to all these different studios with this one membership. So instead of having a pass to all these different kinds of studios, yoga and bar and fitness and CrossFit and all this stuff, you can get class pass and you can go to maybe a couple classes to each one. So it's kind of like Netflix for fitness classes. And so she had the idea to make an app for a different industry, a related industry, but the same kind of thing where you could buy the monthly subscription and then you'd be able to go to all these different providers. So first off, I think the idea sounds great. I mean, I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but just from the first sound of it, it sounds great. And here's the thing, an idea is just motivation to start investigating your market. Okay, the idea doesn't, doesn't mean anything. You don't have an idea and you go out there and you create exactly that idea and that's what you end up with. Now let me give you an example. Twitter, which you all know, for example, started in 2006 when podcasting company Odeo Realize that they needed to reinvent themselves and they begin brainstorming new ideas and trying out different things in their organization. So the company actually started as a podcasting company, not as the Twitter we know it today. And it's only by being in business that it evolved into something else, by interacting with the market and seeing what people really responded to. So they started out with one idea, that got them into business. Now being in business got them to their final idea. So being in business is how you get to your final idea. That's because you start interacting with your market, seeing what people actually respond to. Let me prove it to you again. Instagram... Uh, started as a prototype idea called Bourbon, which allowed people to check in where they are on their mobile web app. So it did not start as the photo service we know it today. It was something entirely different, and then they started this technology, and they figured out, hey, we can use this to post photos. People really like that, and they ran with it. So the point is, an idea doesn't really mean anything. It's just a piece of motivation to get you to jump into the market and start investigating Now I said earlier that a business is a series of systems that provides a solution to a painful problem. So if we look at an app, it's a tool to distribute this solution. Now what's an easier way to test a business idea rather than develop an app, which could cost tens of thousands of dollars? So she even asked me, do you want to be the developer for this app? So an app is a silly way to test an idea. This particular business, let's just say it's ClassPass, how could we test that without developing an app? Well, first we have to see if there's demand for what we offer and then we have to see if we can also take care of the supply side. So for this particular app, we need to get fitness studios that are willing to allow members of ClassPass to go to their studios based on this membership and we need to see if there are fitness students out there who are willing to pay a monthly fee to visit these fitness studios, right? So her idea, again, it's not ClassPass but it's related. It's in a different industry, I won't mention it. But there's a million ways to test this without actually developing an app. Because an app, it requires all sorts of things. It requires um, hiring developers, understanding product development and user testing, all these other things. And if you haven't proven your business model, you don't want to put money and effort into that because that's going to take months or years to perfect. So the first thing we could do is we could just go out there and to our friends and say, hey, if you could visit these five studios this month, um, would you be willing to pay $100 for that? And if they say yes, then we move forward. I'm just kidding. If they say yes, we say, okay, um, I can get that done for you right now. Will you write me a check today? Because it doesn't matter if people say yes. People are going to say yes over and over just to be nice. You have to actually get them to pay. So if you're testing this idea, you have to go out there, find 5, 10, 15, 20 friends who will pay you 100 bucks a month right now to visit all these studios. And then once you have those checks in hand, say, okay, I'm not going to cash these checks until we line this up with the studios. Then you go and you walk into those studios... And you say, "Hey, I've got 20 people right now. They're willing to pay a hundred bucks to be able to visit these five studios every month, unlimited or two times your studio or whatever it is." And then you say to the service provider, like, "Will you?" cut us a bulk deal where if I get this many people coming in, you'll give a discount on your services. And so I'll pay you X percentage of this membership fee every single month. And then you go see if those businesses say yes to that. And if they say no, then you got to rework your business model. Maybe you got to charge more. Maybe you find different providers. You have to rework something. But the point is, these are all parts of the system you have to figure out before you would ever even consider creating an app. So Let's say you move forward this. You go out to the businesses. They say, yeah, uh, we'll jump in on this. This sounds great. We're going to get more customers in the door. And you give us a percentage of their membership fee. Now you have two sides of the equation. You have customers that are interested, right? And you have businesses who are willing to provide services. So now you can cut a deal and you can actually sign those people up to your service. You can just do it manually. You don't need an app to do this. You only have 20 people. So now you have a business. Now you have revenue. And now you have to figure out distribution systems. So you need systems to attract new customers into the business, right? You need systems to attract new service providers into the business, and then you need systems to broker the deal between those two. So now we could go get invest in an app, right? But again, wrong. Bad idea. Because we're so early in the business, we don't know how this is all going to play out. We don't know if we can scale past this. We don't know if we're going to be able to keep attracting people. We don't know what's going to happen. So what should we do next? We should start to build these systems manually in our business. So now we need a system to attract new customers. So maybe we have a salesperson in the business, we hire them and they go around to yoga studios or fitness studios and they give talks on this new product and they see if people will sign up. So you see that's a manual way. It's a really cheap way to test this idea and see if we can attract more people. So we've just established a system to attract new customers. Let's say we get 100 people to sign up that way and we start making more revenue. We have money to hire developers, to hire more of a team to start building things out. We think this business idea is actually going to work. We have traction. We know that it's proven. So we can start to build more systems around it. Okay, what other system do we need? We need a system to attract service providers, right? People to sign up on the other end of the service as part of this subscription package. So now we have a sales rep. We have one going out to the customers, attracting customers. And then we have one going out to all the businesses, attracting more businesses into the system. And once we have enough of those, we might start to build a distribution platform. So maybe we start with a simple WordPress website. We can set it up for a couple hundred bucks. Maybe we set up that website. We list all of the businesses that are part of the service on the website. And we put a simple sign-up form. We can build that in an afternoon and see if people will start to sign up through the website. Now, if we can't get people to sign up through the website, we say, oh, people sign up through a sales rep but we can't get them to actually sign up through a website. Now we have marketing and usability issues. Now we have this problem to solve. Okay, how do we get people to actually sign up through the website? And then we start working on our marketing. We start working on our conversion. And we go through trial and error with this. We start testing things. Eventually, we will find out what works there. Once we find out what works there, we have people signing up through the website. Maybe we have more users coming on board now. We have more revenue coming in. We have more businesses that are interested because our user base starts to grow. Now, I forgot to mention that you should do this just in one town. You should do this locally. So if you're living in, let's just say Denver, for example, you would just do this with local Denver businesses and local customers. You have this up and running. You build it to a certain size. You start to build your team. Now this business is actually running, okay? You got this thing going. You have proof of concept. Now maybe it's time to start expanding to other cities. You've proven out the concept. You've built out some of the systems Now you start to expand to other cities. Now your customer base gets larger, and you think, okay, how can I make this a more seamless experience for the customer? Now maybe at this point, when you're growing your customer base, you're growing the businesses, you need a distribution system. So maybe now we start to build out an app. Because like I said, for an app, we're going to need a product manager, we're going to need to do user testing, we're going to need developers to build out the app, we're going to have to deal with bugs, we're going to have to deal with getting it on the iTunes store, getting it on the Google store, all these other things, all these problems that having an app is going to create for us, they're not the core problems of the business. The core problems of the business are what offer do customers respond to And how do we provide a solution to their problem? So that's attracting customers and attracting businesses and then brokering the deal between those two. Those are the core problems of the business. If we start on day one with an app, we're focusing on non-core problems of the business, which would be like development issues, bugs in the app. These are all things that just have to do with the distribution platform. They have to do with using the app as a tool to get our business out to the market. So you see the business is not the app itself. The business is the customers and the providers. It's providing a solution to a painful problem, which in ClassPass's case is that fitness is too expensive to sign up for all the different studios you want. So what if you could just have a Netflix-like pass where you can go to all of them? So that's the real problem we want to stay focused on. And when we can consistently solve that problem, we can worry about distribution. Do you see how much later that comes in the process than most people want it to come? They want it to come as step one. Step one, build the app. Step two, be a bajillionaire. That's what most people think about apps and that's just not the case. An app is just a tool. It's like any other tool. You could substitute a website or a salesperson to take the place of the app. The real issue in starting your business is actually going out there and interacting with your market. So the first step in testing a business idea is can you get actual customers? Not people that say they think that's cool, people that would give you a check And you can hold on to that check and you can just wait to cash it until you can actually provide a solution to them. But you say, if I can go get you the solution right now, will you pay me? They say, yes. You say, okay, I'll go do it. And you have to see if they'll actually pay you. And if you can't get them to pay you, then your job is to figure out how to create something that they would actually pay for, not say they'd pay for. So that was a little long-winded. Uh, if my friend who had the idea is listening right now, I hope this is helpful in terms of like what it actually takes to develop out a business idea, where you should start, what your line of attack should be, and why an app is not a business itself, and why you shouldn't start with developing an app. But that being said, I think that her idea is a great idea and it's definitely worth investigating. She should go out there, try and find customers, and then try and find businesses who are willing to sign up and take it from there. So if you have a business idea... First, try to define the problem that you're solving. Do this by going out, talking to potential customers, ask them about their business, about their day, whatever industry you're in. If you're in business to consumer or business to business, you know, ask them about the relevant context in their lives. What kind of problems do they have? What's the most frustrating thing? What's tedious for them? What would they pay to have solved right now? If they had a... M- a magic wand, and they could wave it right now. What would they change about their lives? You find recurring themes when you got there, you talk to your market, you find patterns in the problems. Once you see a problem occur over and over and over again that people would pay to have solved, then you create a business idea around that. You go try and sell it. If you can sell it, you start to build systems around that. If the systems scale, then you start to invest in those fixed costs, those uh, bigger expenditures like the app, that are actually going to provide you a competitive advantage in the long term. If you have any more questions about how to test your business idea, let me know. I'll do a follow-up on this episode. And uh, if you're listening, the person with this idea, please let me know how next steps go and if I can do a follow-up episode to help you. That's all for today. I'll see you next time.
1: How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review now. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org podcast. See you next episode.